0: Hello,
1: welcome back for the Duddon Review 2023. What a race! Myself and Bartholomew Shaw decided wouldn't it be pleasant to run Duddon Valleys as a pair? One day we might run Old County Tops, inspired by Josh Hartley, our wonderful guest on the preview. And plenty of others. We set off at a relaxed pace, deliberately holding some back due to the heat, and uh, Bart was quick to start picking the speed up. I put my hand firmly on his shoulder, I said, Not just yet, Bart. And as the uh, Fast boys at the front of the race could be seen leaving through the first field. We uh, filed into the group and began our nice hike and uh, climb of Harterfell. Bart got excited again and left me behind. I got chatting to a nice dark peat runner who lived in Chesterfield. We carried on for a little while. Wanted to keep the effort nice and relaxed. Nice easy fun day on the hills with your friends. Oh, Bart's buggered off. But, before long, we're back together again. and He was giving a bit of banter to uh, Sally Fawcett of Dark Peak. As did I, as we passed. And uh, began descending down the hill and I was really enjoying myself. It was good to be back with Bart. Carried on up the next one, working well as a team. Some guy from, uh, who was he linked with? From Shropshire where he gave, shouted at someone but he'd lost his voice so we gave him a bit of banter. Carried on the next hill and kept climbing up. It was lovely. Bit warm but good. Before the top of that hill I was really starting to enjoy myself, getting to my stride and Bart told me I should hold back a little bit because actually he knew where he was going so I took heed and we followed Bart's lines and we came to the bottom of the first big hill where we took it in turns to hike up and took it in turns to pick our Premier League 11 um, of the 1990s I was very pleased with a joke I made about semen being good in the dressing room um, you can piece it together towards the top some guy had an odd shout of Fabrizio Ravanelli at left back I hope he's a listener I'd still love to know what he's thinking and uh, the Bart Baker teamwork kept carrying on and we went down the hill saw a black coon runner going off <laughs> on a completely random direction i didn't follow him because i thought i'd take josh's advice and sure enough he was climbing down some rocks and had taken a completely pointless route before the checkpoint that i ran straight past because there was a man with a bu- bucket of water and um yeah some kind fellow pointed this out to me and I turned around and um, picked a little bit of water up and also I um, yeah got myself dibbed the next hill was Bart's turn quite a similar team he would have picked Eric Cantona 11 times but we decided that wasn't allowed. It kept our spirits up and um, we kept working. I managed to plug a few sweets off a nice lady near the uh, top of that climb. asked if she had a Twix but she didn't. But told her not to give me any sweets but she was too nice and obliged and it was at this point I felt like we were starting to get into a little rhythm together and uh, we were chipping along nicely, taking a couple of places when I heard a crash and a huge fuck from behind A Bart hit the deck I've got the wrong piece of classical music here, clearly need something a bit more emotional what's this one? Not the right mute again I was worried about Bart. Someone himself who's fallen many times And broken a few bones um, That was my instant Shit, he's broken something Because he really crashed down hard I was glad I had my... Uh, sunglasses that Bart told me I must buy when we were in Sierra last year because actually my eyes had watered up a little bit I was worried I was worried that we are going to need to call Mountain Rescue and I was trying to check whether he could move his wrist and I was a little bit, you know, in his face trying to see if he was alright and he told me to back off which was fair he needed a minute and we gave him a minute a few people passed us one being Tony Bolton that 60 winner who just recently had a salt tablet off but teamwork when he got back to his feet I thought is he alright I didn't really know he sort of hobbled a bit and he got moving and then he started to grit his teeth started to Really, battle on, and it was quite impressive to watch. Really, I took note from, you know, a slight change in tone, and uh, I actually managed to shut up for about ten minutes. And we worked our way back, overtaking all the people who had overtaken us when Bart was on the floor. I'd never seen a look of determination like that in Bart. It was a privilege. We came to Nick Barber, who was a joy to see on the hill, mainly because he was near someone giving out Pringles, which was about the best thing ever. And we carried on down the next descent, picking up in spirit. Picking up so much, I thought it'd be amusing to give Bart a Mooney, but he didn't actually see it. So to the guy from Carnethy, I'm sorry if that was offensive. And then on the last (laughs) descent, I thought I'd cheer me mate Bart up, you know. He's still battling on here. I've seen him roll his ankle a few times. I thought I'd give him my Killian Jornay impression. I'm playing in the mountains, but he told me to fuck off. <laughs> he wasn't always this grumpy. But uh seemed three hours with me chirping along beside him had maybe brought that out. Anyway, he descended that last descent incredibly well considering he'd been fading a little bit i think from the shock of the fall and i had been you know quite chipper for most of the day he'd left me behind and then i started getting cramp in my left leg and had to take the uh, last style one leg at a time which is a genuine technique that works if you don't want to cramp up over a style so good things go to heaven and bad things go to hell So your good leg up first and your bad leg down on the way back. And I got took out by a big uh, lump of bog. And I did a full army roll to which I responded by um, doing the little uh, international make a gun with your hands uh, symbol. As I pretended I was sort of in James Bond or Mission Impossible. So I totally styled it out and no one saw and uh, we ran down the hill, and Bart seemed to insist on wanting to hold hands. I couldn't work out if he was just pulling my chain or not, so I thought I don't really get that, but it would have been funny, really, but yeah, maybe something decided in myself that that wasn't the way to finish the race. instead, we argued on the line who should uh who should who should be first and um pleased to say Bart took the win, and uh he's now holding that one over me in our head-to-head we were then greeted by Mark Buswood of Totley AC who bought us an ice cream and here is the real tragedy of the day a little bit of mine fell off onto the floor and when I picked it back up there was all dirt and stuff in it and I petulantly flew it through it down so yeah that's my dudden um, I loved it. It was a stunner of a day. It was a bit hot but I mean when can you see all the lakes like that in all their glory. And we'll move on to somebody who had a good race. We could hear from Eve Pernone.
0: This is a podcast. We talk about running. We talk
2: about other things too. So please come and join us. We hope you
0: enjoy this. This is on the bake. So today we're joined
1: by Eve Panoni. Yeah, that's it. Of Eden Foul
3: Runners, are you Eden still? Runners,
1: yeah, Eden Runners. Um, so we're doing our review of Duddon Valleys, which Eve is pleased to say she had a good one at position. Were you seven, six? I think. Yeah. I always do that. Just play it down one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let you correct me kindly. Um, and yeah, that was a pretty hot day, like it's been today. How did you find the race? Did you? Uh...
3: I enjoyed it after hard knot. I think. Mm-hmm. I set off because it was so hot, didn't do any warm-up or anything, so then started running and it just didn't feel like I enjoyed life at all and then <laughs> once it got tired, hard night, it was like, oh actually this is quite fun and enjoyed it from there. Okay,
1: yeah. did you do cooling before?
3: Yeah, I had ice cubed, shoved everywhere, I could shove ice cubes very much, trying to stay cool beforehand, bottle of water over the head on the start line and then... Yeah. Oh, wow. Whether it made any difference, I have no
1: idea. But Did you do feet in the river?
3: No, I didn't.
1: There were people getting their feet wet.
3: I worry that about blisters with that, though.
1: That's exactly my mm. thought. And then about halfway through the race, I ended up jumping in a stream, and I was like, it probably wasn't even halfway, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. It was cool. So, yeah, I agree. No. That's one that I'll probably experiment with, maybe not on a race
3: yeah try it beforehand yes. and then give it a go
1: <laughs> so hard not you start to feel a bit better
3: yeah definitely so
1: your warm-up was the first part
3: yeah. of the race. <laughs> in retrospect probably should have done a warm beforehand <laughs> but there we go i think i just set off i'd had like bad race at fairfields you know when you set off and you're a bit like oh, i'm still running bad and then like people overtake you who you maybe want to be ahead of and you're like oh, this is just gonna go badly and then you kind of get into it and you're like, actually, this is quite fun. And then I felt like, as it went on, kind of felt a bit stronger as it went on more. And I'd done a lot of wrecking, so it was quite nice knowing little lines to take and, like, overtaking people, taking little lines. That oh, was perfect. perfect. Yeah. So
1: you probably felt you were going in with a bit of a... not necessarily pumped up for this one.
3: Yeah, I think I was excited for the route, but I wasn't sure how my fitness was. Um... And kind of just wanted to make it round and yeah. then actually end up loving it probably favorite race of the year so far so
1: oh perfect we well, yeah, good to good. get you on for the preview, uh, review episode <laughs> so not feeling fit because you've had little niggles and injuries or just, just because
3: I had yeah. a lot of time off running because oh. I was away beforehand yeah and then bad race at Fairfield but then did Totley more and had a Great time at Tollymore. So yeah I think that boosted confidence a little bit. It's a good race Tollymore, isn't it? Very good race Tollymore. Excellent strawberries as a prize, I'd recommend to anybody. <laughs>
1: little plug there. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so what had you been off you'd been off running a little bit before Dun, where had you been? Yes,
3: I'd been to Nepal, up to Every Space Camp for my uni course, which is lots of fun, highly recommend. Nice, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: and that's because you're studying
3: uh, it's called extreme Medicine. I think it's like the official title, but that sounds a bit weird. So it's <laughs> kind of like expedition-type medicine stuff. Okay. So that was for mountain medicine and altitude, Yeah. all the kind of medical conditions that come with that.
1: So how long were you we out in the pool for, you say?
3: Out for four weeks. Yeah. And we were trekking for three of them.
1: And you're studying medicine at the moment. So yeah. were you led by... With, did you have like a tutor out there leading you
3: yeah so we had like course tutors who are like well-accomplished mountain medics basically from sheffield no um National. one of them's from new zealand yeah and he's like the coolest guy ever he spent i think it was like 12 years living in antarctica being like oh wow. the doctor out there ex-military cool guy and the other ones I think from the lakes originally, but he's like a mountain rescue type guy. Okay. But then in Nepal, they brought in a new law where you've got to have a Nepalese guide with you at all times. So we yeah. had a team of Nepalese guides as well. They were all very nice. Okay. Taught us loads.
1: And um, were you kind of like, just involved trekking or did you have a bit of work to do out there?
3: We were mainly trekking and yeah. then we stopped off at the hospitals en route and kind of just had tours of the hospitals, Okay. saw how they work. And then some of our team members got really sick, so then we got a bit of hands-on experience. We had three people had to be heli-evacuated oh, whilst we were trekking, which was not less you. than ideal. Not me, not me, all good. <laughs> and yeah, go all that well. they know is because that trip has gone on for quite a few years now, so some of the locals kind of know that we're coming and save some of their little medical conditions for us. And then oh, okay. some Harvard researchers were out there as well, so we spent a few days with the Harvard research team. Yeah. And they went, that was really interesting as well.
1: Wow, that's quite a trip, really, it's isn't cool, it? cool, yeah. Are you able to say what happened to the three injured people? They were fine. One of them okay. just got
3: bad mountain sickness. Yeah. So, and she's kind of like, I'm not going up any further. And then we had an outbreak of probably adenovirus, which is just like bad stomach bug, crossed with the flu type thing. But when you're at altitude, you then a weaker, than. So then... Yeah. People had like to go on Ivy drips and some of them then got better and walked down, but two guys and helicopter helicoptered down. But so quite it's all exciting. Of, yeah, <laughs> quite a
1: lot of learning there. You you were yeah. saying you're off running, but you were tracking a lot. Yeah,
3: early. I tried going for one run and it was the hardest run I've ever done in my life, and it was like half a mile in distance. <laughs> it wasn't good. Really? But we also Is that from it, base camp? It no, that was from I think about four thousand eight hundred metres, just in a place called Garek Shack. But yeah. we did see Killian Journey, which might be the highlight of the trip, yeah. which is all exciting. What was he He was out doing training, yeah. We were like struggling to walk upstairs and then he just ran past us effortlessly. Wow. It kind of shows the legend that he is. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, yeah. Just, just just got the ball of uh, something chilling in the head for a later question, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so that's a pretty cool trip then. Yeah and how you were saying you didn't have a good fair field.
3: No, but in retrospect, it was probably quite silly to try and race at all, because I landed on the Friday uh-huh. after like 36 hours of traveling without really any sleep, and then tried to race on the Saturday. <laughs> Still quite jet lagged because it's like a big time difference. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't smart. It didn't <laughs> feel great, but we survived. <laughs> you did long wins didn't you yeah yeah, so, yeah. that went well okay. although that i felt like i had the best race i've had possibly ever but i think the level of people racing this year is just so high that yeah. my actual position was worse than any position last year it's just okay. standards, standards gone up a i think this year in the women's race specifically is just crazy yeah everyone's so fast yeah
1: It's fine, isn't it i think that's the whole thing it's like you know if you start comparing yourself to other people yeah whereas like you say you you've had a good race haven't you
3: yeah but i think you know if you've had a good race like regardless of your position and i'd almost rather come in a worse position knowing i've had a good race because it means there's so many fast people to race against and it's better than when you do do better like if you then if you come in the top three at the moment it's like you're a proper good runner
1: yeah whereas if you like pick up the trophy but you're like oh well no one was really there yeah yeah Yeah. it's funny isn't it a lot of people i i've had the opposite experience where i don't i'm not there to pick up trophies but when i have i've like fully celebrated it Hmm. so if no one's shown up and i've won i'm gonna love that that's maybe a slightly different like that's maybe different where we are in the field (laughs) (laughs) so i like your attitude that yeah you want to be out there against yeah. the best basically
3: i think sometimes it's nice to get a nice little trophy as well <laughs> <Some> But strawberries. <laughs> yeah strawberries sports massage
1: okay so dudden starts off you're a little bit down because jet lag's ruined Fairfield for you yeah have you gone off hard or I, have you not have you just felt like you just
3: yeah i go in I'd, a caravan sort of thing. i'd gone off hard but i always go off too hard like okay. i'm aware of that but i get overexcited on the start line <laughs> um but then normally like a certain number will overtake me and then i'll settle into it whereas i think it just took me a long time to settle into it yeah um wasn't really feeling great I'm trying to think yeah the climb up to hard knot was maybe where i then started to feel a little bit better yeah um and a couple of dark peak runners were just ahead of me Lisa and I can't remember it who Despina they were. yeah Despina was yeah. the other one just ahead of me it was kind of like okay just settle into this just stick behind them stop trying to be competitive and then I think running off of hard not no because then there was the climb up a little stand and that wasn't particularly fun either but <laughs> I was kind of plodding up there with Harry Bolton's dad like not loving life and yeah. then the descent off of there started really enjoying it Okay. And from there, you know, when you just kind of enjoy every minute of the race. And it was so like that. After that.
1: Oh, yeah. nice. Oh, Tony was well up there because we saw oh. him a little bit later on.
3: But he showed us an excellent little descent off of a little stand because I was like, oh, I'm going to follow him because he seems wise. And yeah. he cut off like a full corner, which I think was good and probably kind of increased lifted spirits a little bit because okay. you always feel good when you take a nice little shortcut.
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay, so then you're working your way through the field the second half of the race and yeah. never really look back.
3: No, i had a great time. Didn't get too hot at any point? No, I don't think so. There was lots of water at Three Shire Stone, which was yeah. good. I was able to refill there.
1: Yeah, I messed up there because I, <laughs> I just saw the man with the water and I didn't actually see the dibber stand. Yeah. So I went, like, straight <laughs> to the bucket. I'm not quite... Um, Ah, oh, what's our American friend who's just done it at the uh, World Champs? Zach Miller. I wasn't quite that level of throwing the water over me sort of thing, yeah. but I was definitely f- filling up. And then someone was like, "Mate, you got a dip." So that would have been Mr. Dipper at the start, Mr. Dipper in the middle, you know. But I got there.
3: Good. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> I think I got I had a little bit of a panic where I'd given like some bottles to get halfway. One of my bottles had gone missing, so I was handed one bottle which wasn't just water and you know when you kind of want just some water and it's like ah I've lost a bottle but <laughs> managed to get over that and there's small water on route as well which I think was useful as well that was well placed.
1: Yeah oh sweet and then have you worked your way through a few places in the field? Yeah after there?
3: I think I was maybe like 13th at a little stand mm-hmm. um caught one more on the descent through that shy stone yeah and then going up after Three Shires Stone, you can like follow path, but there's, you can cut off to the left and just kind of go straight up. Yeah. I think that's quite a lot quicker because when I rejoined the path, I was ahead of another two people. I was maybe in 10th at that nice. point. And then ran with Lisa for a long way, which was great. We had just like nice chats running along, <laughs> having a great time. Um, smashed the lines. I was quite happy with the lines. Done a lot of wrecking there. And then... I think the group ahead of me must have had an absolute mare getting to core yeah because i was like right i'm happy now i think i'm in the top 10 this will be great and then i get to the top core and i'm completely on my own I'm like where's everyone gone and i look behind me and they're all miles back so i think they must have taken a weird yeah there was weird the like, way
1: there was like a like sort of steep scrambly bit around there that yeah could have avoided definitely
3: so yeah and okay. had a great run in so it's got sweet
1: to yeah oh you've nailed it Okay, and Duddon was good, wasn't it? You've been. Did you? You won the under twenty three last year, didn't you? Yeah. So you've got that transition year now, haven't you? Where I think it,
3: like... I'm still under twenty three this year. Ah, okay. And then next year will be the first year that I'm not. Okay. Yeah. So you're defending your title. This defending year. title this year. Yeah. Yeah, and then next week I'm in. Next year I'm in the deep deep end with all the fast people
1: ah, okay ah, perfect and for you where did you start foul running if we go like way back uh, re- i mean i think i heard about you at a previous world champs because in when we did the podcast age ago Philippa came on yeah. and she talked about argentina yeah, yeah
3: yeah 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 so i i think i did my first foul race when i was 16 yeah um, mainly because I did running like Eden Runners because my friends did it basically but they had a rule you had to compete
0: okay
3: just because it wasn't fair there was a long waiting list for members and I was kind of hating cross country at the time so I was like oh, I'll just give this a go see if it's slightly more enjoyable than cross country and it was so <laughs> I then kind of did more of that and I think then finding how fun file running is you then kind of wa- I wanted to train for that so then I naturally got better at cross country as well but yeah I did, like, one cross-country race after my GCSEs when I was 16, had, like, a year of training all through, like, actually training, Uh and then the next year kind of attacked the Junior English Fair running Championships, and at the end of that year got on the England team for mountain running, so I think that was when I was 17,
0: Uh and then
3: the year after that got on the GB team, so I think I've been winning for... Foul running three years when I got on the GB team. Nice. Did that at the world, the European champs in Zermatt, and then the world champs in Argentina. Yeah. With Philippa, and then COVID hit the year after, which was a bit yeah. of a shame because I had one more year as a junior. But stinker. Yeah, it <laughs> happens.
1: So, what was your first foul race?
3: Um, it was the junior version of the. Was it like the? anniversary waltz or something oh, yeah. um, up on is that on Cat Bells I think, I back think of Cat Bells. So. I've not done it
1: I know it's up that area Yeah.
3: <laughs> and I think it was just the first race that I didn't come last so it felt so good it's like this is great fun foul running <laughs> plus if you're allowed walking you get shouted at if you're walking cross country Yes, yeah, a bit foul run, <laughs> isn't it just a little bit
1: <laughs> the downhills are a little bit better than the cross country
3: yeah. downhills i think i was naturally much better at running up and downhill like i've never yeah. been very fast so running like compared to when you were junior and everyone else is doing track yeah it's quite slow compared to that yeah. so and also mentally with fell
1: races there's not many that have like lapped courses yeah like, yeah that's a real that stinker about cross country isn't it yeah yeah
3: and ironically, I now love cross country (laughs) even though it was kind of a hatred of that which brought me to foul running but yeah Yeah.
1: you use that for a bit of fitness
3: yeah I think just a change of kind of race yeah pace I think cross country is more fun as a senior because especially when you get to like under 18 cross country there's like five of you in the race yeah it's always a bit high pressure whereas as a senior there's hundreds of you so you can just run around in your own pace
1: (laughs) So that South you would you do South Yorkshire cross countries?
3: Yeah, and done a bit of like the Nationals and yeah. the Northerns. Yeah. So Saw Nationals, had a bad race there, but...
1: You did or I did?
3: I did.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, I have not even race it. Yeah, no, well,
3: you didn't have a terrible race, did you? No, I just didn't enjoy any of it.
1: <laughs> but that one was a bit of an annoying course, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, it wasn't really that hilly to get your teeth into.
3: No. Well, it was just flat, wasn't it? Yeah. It's not the one. It's not what you want, is it? No, no. You would have been happy
1: at, like, Parliament Hill.
3: Yeah, Parliament Hill was good the year before. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, some fell running instead of cross country. Then you get an England vest and a GB vest, and you're thinking, yeah, I quite (laughs) like this. Then when's Matt come into the picture, the current English fell running champ? Um,
3: about a year and a half ago, so yeah. after Covid, he uh-huh. was at Sheffield, part of the, like, orienteering foul-winning club. Yeah. They have, like, a big reunion every year. Yeah. So he came back for that. Okay.
1: And are you involved in the Sheffield Uni orienteering? Yeah. I don't yeah.
3: orienteer. I'd like no. to get that on record. Okay. Just the foul-winning part of it. <laughs> um, yeah. Especially my first year, they were, like, my a lot of my social... They were yeah. like a great social club, so I did a lot with them.
1: Apart um, from you don't enjoy the on tip too. Not side.
3: particularly. <laughs>
1: Have you tried it?
3: Yeah, maybe once. I think I've had a go. Mm-hmm. It's just you've got to be good at like using maps and running together, which is quite difficult. Yeah. I don't like things that I'm not very good at, and that's one of them. So.
1: <laughs> Do you rather just run off and yeah. just get on with the running side, uh, and you don't want the.
3: I feel like if I'm going to run, I want to run, I don't yeah. have to like stop and look at where you're going and figure out like the fastest is who wins and I think that's fair. Yeah. i prefer it. Okay,
1: cool. Yeah, I can see that. I think like apparently some of the really good ones can run along and look at the map at the same time. I've heard
3: rumours that you can do that and I think if I was that good I'd probably enjoy it more but yeah. it's not me. Nah, I'd be no.
1: tripping on rocks and all sorts <laughs> yeah, if I was doing
3: that. Going the wrong way.
1: Yeah, and I can't actually put contact lenses in, so to actually, and then I don't wear glasses when I run. Oh. Uh, so to actually, yeah. like, I'll be squinting at the map. <laughs> I don't think I don't think there's gonna be a transfer to orienteering. No. For me. And you're not saying there's one for you.
3: No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> we well, because there are so many orienteers in like the far running and orienteering club. It's always a bit of rivalry. Yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, I was Hallam as well, uh, so I was a dirty poly. Um, <laughs> it's okay. You're still allowed in the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in Crooks. We're in uh, student territory, but <laughs> your street is a little bit <laughs> like. You got some lovely trees out there. It's a, it's a nice, it's nice little park, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's lovely. And what do you think, Sheffield? If you, there's quite a lot of good fell runners in this country that have spent a bit of time in and around Sheffield. Yeah. So do you think Sheffield is a good place for training for a fellow runner?
3: Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. Yeah. Like most of your runs you can do in which is like good trail. We were talking earlier about yeah. how it's like can be seen as quite a hilly trail. I mean it's not compared to the lakes, but it is good hilly trail. And then if you drive out like fifteen minutes you get to Winhill, which yeah. is great.
1: Is that a bit of you reps up on Windhill? Yeah. What's nice. um, I was speaking to a, a young lad from Dark Peak. He's he's great, Ewan Patton. Oh uh, yeah. He like I hope he doesn't mind me giving away his secret, but he wants to do ten lots of parking in the summer.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> that's not you.
3: No, I've managed the most I've ever managed is four, and I think that killed me off. Or I've done. You've done four. I've done four. That's and pretty I've good. Because sometimes if you don't want to do just win, you can do like win hill and loose hill and win hill, because that's the same yeah but, and yeah. i've done win hill lease win win hill win hill lease win lease hill win hill in one go Tom so Chris, that's so like done win lease <laughs> <laughs> win, win win lease win so you get you end up getting 2000 meters elevation yeah. out of that but i couldn't manage any more than that who sets
1: your training
3: Eve? <laughs> i set my own training can you tell <laughs>
1: I wasn't a dick I was just trying to get into like the mentality of whoever's coaching that person whether it's your mentality or brilliant
3: or some weird person who's thinking this will be funny to make you do, no be a great coach
1: wouldn't it Would be. what would you do if you got that in the emails
3: maybe I could set up a coaching business and yeah, sign it to other people <laughs> they'd love it.
1: So 2,000 meters of win-lose, win-win, win-lose, win-win, lose lose. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, there you go. If you want to, (laughs) when did you do that?
3: That was, it must have been like February, March time. It was in preparation for Dudden because it's like the same elevation as Dudden.
1: Right. Yeah. So
3: that's... There you go.
1: You've nailed it, haven't you? Yeah. Spot on. (laughs) Did you (laughs) Because, obviously, I'm now getting the idea you're a very meticulous coach of yourself. Did you settle that up on Strava? Did you, like...
3: So, I'd run win-lease-win quite a few times. So, I the knew maths. the... Yeah. Times everything by two. Yeah. And then probably did plot it on Strava to make sure, but...
1: You med students are smart cookies, <laughs> aren't
3: you? <laughs> okay.
1: All right. How long did that take you? I
3: remember. I think it was about it's all really runnable trails though yeah, I think actually. that's the one thing that I suppose if you go to Redown it's fine but a lot of the close stuff in Sheffield it's hard to kind of recreate a lot of the technical stuff that you get in the lakes races yeah this yeah, is probably
1: boring for people them. outside the peak but I don't care which way <laughs> so if you came off wind did you go down past the farm or did you do the steep skyline uh, descent
3: I thought it could get a bit boring if I did two of the same yeah. so each time I alternated it
1: brilliant loose hill did you have alternates no no because you can't really can you
3: no unless you get from the other side
1: okay wow that's pretty good i hope if anyone (laughs) does that hiring eve's quality self-coaching can you please contact on the back foot let let us know how you found it could
3: start it as like a local segment that people need to try and set a time on it's got to be
1: in that order though yeah yeah just one more time.
4: Winners, <laughs> <laughs> winners. Win, win.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nice yeah. So you're setting your training. This is cool. Okay. So if you're setting your own training, have you read a lot of training theory? Have you just so taken what you've been given in the past? or?
3: I have. So when I was part of Ian Runner's juniors, the head coach there, Derek and like, does all the coaching, he can kind of took me under his wing, um, was amazing, would give me like lots and lots of support with training, especially when I was kind of like done my first year of file running, he could see I was quite good, he was like maybe we should go for the England trial, so he very much coached me for like first year or two, then when I got to uni, he kind of took a bit of a step back, but he still kind of gives me a lot of advice Brilliant. and so like with dudden i'm not used to doing longer stuff so i'm like yeah. what do i do he's like go out for some crazy long uh, runs so he very much like helps guide me that's which nice which is good um but also i think it's good because i think being a student a lot of my social life comes through running so if i had a structured coach telling you exactly what to do we'd yeah. take out a lot of the social runs um and then i do find like the science behind it all tr- interesting so yeah do read and listen to podcasts okay. and stuff. And you
1: probably don't get much training tips on this one, but <laughs> have you got a favoured podcast that you...
3: Well, yeah. <laughs> on the back foot, obviously. <laughs> um, There's a few, like, interesting ones Like I like. There's an American one called Some Work or Play, which yeah. a lot of people find annoying because they talk really fast and are yeah. really optimistic about everything. But yeah. I think that was, She, the... It's like a couple, Megan and David Roach, and yeah. Megan's a uh, doctor, so she often goes into the medical side of things, which I find interesting. Yeah. And there's some other, like, science and sport podcasts, I think it's quite good.
1: Yeah. That's the thing, I, I like the swap one, just because I find the other a bit dry. Yeah, and yeah. And I don't know about you, but I, I sometimes sort of like drop in and out of a podcast when I'm listening yeah. to it as well, so I don't mind a bit of gibberish on it. No. What and I. it's just
3: facts yeah (laughs) I like how quick they talk because otherwise I get a bit bored (laughs) whereas like you kind of have to pay attention to
1: do we need to be quicker on this podcast episode now so that people (laughs) prefer it a little bit more exciting for themselves
3: no I probably don't need to talk any quicker than I normally do (laughs) (laughs) some people have
1: said my voice is like soothing or relaxing so yeah maybe I I can see that (laughs) maybe I should like for exciting episodes, try and like, amp it up a bit. Or...
3: Yeah, but sometimes you want a calming one. Okay. I feel like you need, if you're driving late at night, you want something a bit more yeah. soothing to listen to.
1: We're rambling off here, but it was funny. A patient of mine stumbled across the podcast So it had been like, recommended because he listened to something else on Spotify. And I was just thinking, oh, dear. Because sometimes I'll bring a little bit of, like, what was it, Donny asked me about... how I was with the patient one time. I told, like, a really embarrassing story, (laughs) which I was like, oh, well, all these patients can can hear it, but, yeah, we won't land you anything with your future medical career here. Um, Okay, but, yeah, back to... So you've had a coach who's kind of, like, started you off, given you a good foundation, and then let you loose, and then he's always contactable. Or does he check in? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, so he's still very much, like... Oh, that's awesome. So after yeah. pretty much every race we'll message, kind of check in, he kind of and quite often I'll have like questions and stuff that I don't know. It's more kind of my sessions day to day, he leaves to me. Yeah. And then so after and it, it was like, Oh done a lot of training for long stuff, the next few races are short, any top tips, what can he suggest? And he'll give me ideas, suggestions to kind of bring into my own training. Yeah. Which is really, yeah, I'm very grateful for him because he doesn't ask for any money or anything, just yeah. kind of there to mental support, which has been great. Probably
1: enjoys seeing you do really well, especially uh, if you sort of yeah. as well. But that, I'm sure that's no pressure either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: no, it's great. Okay.
1: And have you got anything coming up for Chapel Top?
3: Top? Uh, the British champs in Scotland, I yep. think is the first week of July.
1: Did you do a little recce of that? Maybe on your done a little recce of that a recce on the recce, way don't
3: you? We were driving past anyway, so. <laughs> hey, it's not like I'm not saying
1: how dare you recce like a, a race in Scotland. That's just good. Yeah, I just want
3: to. Find out, I haven't driven all the way to Fort William just to recce the race. Um, yeah. But it'll be an interesting race, I think.
1: Yeah. Oh, it was quite nice talking to Matt, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, we meet up. She's in Sheffield. <laughs> I'm here. We'll go away for a few reccees, and like." romantic yeah, yeah who needs
3: dates when you can go wrecking your english Chancellor, British british race?
1: and you're the map one there, aren't you you're the one who does obviously all obviously
3: reading to be fair <laughs> though my navigation on Dudham probably won me four places so i get laughed at for not being able to read a map but it's called can... just
1: hustling isn't it yeah. like yeah <laughs> <laughs> deliberately like move yourself away from the orienteering side of shoe off can not they yeah and be like no that is not me but secretly
3: all I ever do on my weekends is look at maps yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> no
1: okay have you in your own training like in the last so it's been a couple of years where you've been let loose on your own have you do you dip in with a couple of Sheffield clubs do you do a lot with yeah, them? yeah
3: I do I go to the track with Hallamshire yeah Harry really good there's a good group of women who are all kind of Similar pace, and yeah. get good training there Um, when I'm in Sheffield. Keith's
1: not on for that anymore, though, is he? So is no. that who's leading that? So
3: Keith still sets the sessions kind of yeah. from his villa in France or wherever he is. And, and you check in
1: on the password and then so read the session.
3: So he posts them to a, there's like a Hamish group chat mm. and there's a couple of lads, so Connor kind of yeah. then delivers it for him, so they've kind of taken over as... Okay. mini things have come a long way it
1: used to be like I used to turn up for the Hampshire sessions I used to have no idea what they were I'm useless at listening at the start of the session yeah so I just wouldn't really know how many reps I was doing and about you know three quarters into the session I'd be like god how many more left because I've just <laughs> smashed myself and just had no kind of prep and like throughout my 20s it was things like I worked a bit of chef Wednesday and there was uh, like so you had a canteen laid on for you and I just always picked the wrong stuff at lunch so I'd like turn up to like you know the six o'clock session on like two and a half burritos or yeah. something just be like <laughs> food sort of halfway out my esophagus wondering why I can't like throw out some maybe I
3: it's great but I find saying I don't I, I'm a morning runner so having mm. the track sessions in an evening especially if I'm at placement during the day I get there I'm like I've no idea like I should be in bed by now, not running <laughs> around in circles.
1: Yeah, and you're just sort of like flailing in the afternoon because it's been so long since lunch. Yeah. That's the thing I find really hard. But if I ever get it right, because like your body's more woke up, I definitely run a lot quicker in the afternoon. Oh, really? Do you not find that? Are you just on in the morning?
3: Yeah, I think... <laughs> After, like, 12 o'clock, it's just a gradual downhill. But then, interestingly, this year, because my days, I can pretty much plan how I want, I feel like I'm running so much faster at the track, not having had busy days, which I think is Mm. interesting. Yeah. It's amazing. Basically, professional runners.
1: Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, good for you. And we did mention that, didn't we? So you're studying expedition medicine. Yeah.
3: Did you say that was through XT University? Yes, yeah, so I'm doing it. Lots of medics do take a year out, like halfway through their medicine course. Okay. Um, and you don't have to stay in Sheffield for that.
1: Oh, so okay, so you've paused your degree.
3: Paused medicine. And then,
1: and that's at Sheffield? Yeah. But you stayed in Sheffield, got in touch with XT Uni. They yeah. do this cool degree yeah. down that way.
3: which is online, because a lot of their students <sighs> are kind of from all over the world. Yeah. Um, and then you have, like... I've had quite a few courses down south to, like, meet the tutors and everything, but a lot yeah. of it is just research online, so I've been able to stay in okay. Sheffield, which is great.
1: Beautiful place, not so much fell running, I suppose you could pop to Dartmoor.
3: Yeah, most of our courses, because a lot of it is kind of, like, wildernessy stuff, so all of the stuff I've done has been in Dartmoor, which has been stunning. But yeah,
1: it is nice, isn't it? Nice down there. And then that's taking you to Nepal, it's taking you to...
3: Costa Rica... Yeah. did you do any training out there I tried to in the first week and it was so humid I think I got in like a half training week and then the second week we were properly in the jungle so didn't get any running done there but that was only two weeks so it wasn't too bad Yeah. and then okay. we went from there straight to Slovenia which was like going from 30 degrees to minus 20 degrees which is a bit <laughs> of a shock to the system but I was able to run there we got a nice little loop going and there's like six people who were all willing to get up o'clock in the morning to go for a run before the day, which was fun. Oh, perfect. It's nice.
1: Okay, and then you mentioned as well, you doing your dissertation or something that I thought was quite interesting. Yeah. That's on, and, no, Ivor Uh
3: Yeah, and, so Ivor any anti-inflammatory yeah. use in ultra running and the health risks associated with that. Okay. That's quite
1: interesting. Yeah, and you were saying that that's something about hypo...
3: Nutremia yeah, so it's kind of right. split into. I think I split into like five different medical findings I found. So kind of like hyponatremia and electrolyte imbalances, all to do with your salts and yeah. It's is that what
1: hypo? Because hypo is low, and then hyponatremia is sodium. Sodium. So low. Okay. So low salt.
3: So when you know, quite often in marathons, there's like warnings not to over drink. Yeah. It's because it's not the excess water that's the issue it's that when you have loads of water your proportion of water to salt is off yeah which can lead to you to get all kind of weird stuff going on with hyponatremia and they're thinking there might be a link between ibuprofen and that happening Uh, okay and then the ibuprofen
1: messes about with your salts
3: yeah that's the kind of thought but from the research, it's kind of very unsure. Okay. And then they also think it might mess with your kidneys and cause kidney injury. There's thought that it might kind of contribute to in the long, long stuff when people have all the gastro issues. Yeah. Thought i pray for might affect that. Okay. And then a few rogue other things like to do with your cartilage that mm. they think might happen. but Okay.
1: And this is because UTMB have banned yeah, anti-inflammatories. Open, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I would have thought maybe that was, like, a, a cheating thing, because obviously pain yeah. relief.
3: No, because if they did that, then they'd ban paracetamol as well.
1: And you can, uh, you can just you dose can yourself up on yeah. paracetamol for the UTMB, can you? As much you? as you
3: want. And, like, looking into it, it says, like, for health concerns. Okay. Which is interesting.
1: And that, so you heard about that, did you? And then you thought that would be good to do a dissertation on
3: Yes. I basically... I want to do something to do with running... Because a lot of the expedition stuff is kind of medical cover for ultra events. Yeah. And I thought if I'm writing my dissertation on running, then I can just go for any run and say that it's research. That's my thought process. And it's ended up being really interesting. And I spend my days reading running articles. So it's great.
1: Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. And then does that mean you have one day got your eyes on potentially doing some of the more ultra stuff?
3: I think not for a long time, but probably, probably one day. I feel like you kind of naturally, a lot of people naturally especially in the lakes when you've got your long foul races yeah. and then seems like a natural...
1: You seem like you've had quite a smart upbringing into the running world because I think, like, that, I would say, is the kind of... That's the standard kind of path, isn't it? Yeah. Start fast, shorter distances... As your body gets used because your mileage is built up over the yeah. years and you can do the longer stuff. And also, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because, like, you're not going to be running faster 5Ks at, like, 50 years old, but you might be no. running faster, like, 50Ks at 50 years yeah. old. So.
3: And they say that, like, the peak age is a bit later for the long stuff anyway. Yeah. So it kind of seems like the logical way. I don't think I'd want to do long stuff yet, though. Okay don't want to put
1: you on the spot but obviously with your medical background and um, taking a keen interest like what kind of things then and like sort of touch wood i hope you've been healthy with you running for a good while what kind of things do you think keep you healthy because what i would want to see for someone like yourself who's nailing it and you know you're going in from 23s into like the women's is that running stays fun and consistent for you and if you do have any kind of dip or it doesn't like it doesn't stop you you know what I mean because actually if you think about like where you are now only six years into your running and how well you're doing if you just kept everything the same mostly do you know what I mean like yeah you don't have to like necessarily kill yourself ramping up the training but if you kept a very slow upward curve who knows where you'd be in, like, five, ten years, I think, like, yeah, yeah. do you have ideas about, do you think that long term, do you,
3: I think you kind of have to, yeah, we were, we were saying the other day, like, how hard would you be willing to, like, push it in order to, like, win, say, like, the English Champs, like, how would you be willing to get, like, just, like, quite a lot of, like, people we chat about, like, yeah, if you, is it worth, like, an injury that wipes you out for, like, a year to win the English chance and all yeah. of this? And I'm kind of, view it's not just because yeah. I like running too much to, like, obviously it's nice to win stuff, but you yeah. kind of, I think if you're not doing it because you enjoy the training and you enjoy all of that, then there's kind of not much point. Yeah. Um, I think I was quite, seeing a lot of the friends that I started running with, I started quite late, and I think that okay. probably has been a help. Yeah. Because I think when you start really young and you're at the top top level from when you're really really like young. and stuff. Yeah, or like it's like the under, I don't know what the youngest English England team. And is. It's
1: probably been your weekend like all your life. Do you know what I mean? You're yeah. Like, what else goes on at weekends? Like what's a gig or? Like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. I think that probably could. You it end up a bit burnt out too yeah. early. I'm probably a bit injured. If you're racing, if you're doing that amount of training at age like four, especially for women as well, like yeah. doing that much running at that young age, I think isn't necessarily the best for longevity. Yeah. I think when I was younger, I always used to kind of have much lower mileage than a lot of the people I was racing with. Okay. Which at the time I was like, oh, oh. does this mean I'm not as good? But then yeah. most of them... Don't run anymore. So. And your coach manage. was
1: being sensible.
0: And,
3: yeah, and um, yeah, I think I came to it a bit later. I did other sports, which kind of balanced it out. So. Yeah. Okay. That's what the other way. sports were you into? I did when I was a kid. It was mainly football. Yeah. And then I dabbled in pretty much every other sport. And as then I did horse riding for quite a few years. What were you
1: football? like a really dirty sort of centre mid kicking people.
3: <laughs> I was left defence. <laughs> because I was never very good but I was very keen and committed and no one else wanted to go in left defence. So left footed. I was no but I was oh. better at left foot than most of the other right footed people on the team. That's a lovely way to see it. So they put me <laughs> on the left side. And then I was also a lot I could keep going for most other people, compared to most of the other teammates, they'd be really good for the first like twenty minutes of a match and then die. Whereas I had a fitness level that meant I could just stay on the pitch and run around for hours which was great. Um, oh, yeah. Did hockey for a few years in goal because I like dressing up in the big like puffy outfits.
1: Goal is the best place to be in hockey.
3: So much fun. Cuz you
1: actually don't mind getting the way the puck there. Yeah. Or the ball. It's not ice hockey is it? No. But like <laughs> But yeah, put me a goal in actual football, I don't like oh, it. Oh
3: no, because in hockey as well it's the safest place to be because yeah. you're the only one with the helmet. Yeah,
1: no one's going to whack you with a stick, yeah. no one's going to come near you. No,
3: my no only, only issue was our team was actually really quite good so I'd just get so bored and cold, like yeah. stood there because it was a winter sport. Yeah, <laughs> and then climbed a bit, I think that was most of sports I did.
1: Okay, and then now it's just... Is it just one sport? Just winning.
3: I still climb quite a bit. Yeah. But definitely don't do football anymore. Do you
1: do the sort of S and C kind of stuff that you head into the gym? Are you doing I exercise on your stairs here
3: or? Try to so there's a really good thing at Sheffield where you can apply and they if you've like ran for England or anything, they'll give you free gym membership. Yeah.
1: Does Is that at Sheffield Hallam or at Sheffield University?
3: Sheffield Uni, but I think Hallam does the similar thing I think the Hallam one's actually better yeah they're so I've got friends who they, I don't know they seem to get more out of it but okay so first and second year and third year of uni I had that which was great it's got free gym membership and they have like an S&C coach so I was quite good and committed to that. And then I was not organised enough and didn't get my application in in time this year. So I've been trying to do like SNC on the stairs, but I feel like it's <laughs> harder to motivate yourself. It is, isn't it? And then I got a bit of shin splits last year. So oh, then okay. I was got like really, I'm going to be really good with SNC and try and...
1: Yeah, normally when you have injuries, when you yeah. dial down on the SNC. But then the other thing is, is, sometimes when you're not doing it, at least your legs feel a little bit fresher.
3: Yeah, true, but then I think it's quite good because then I have an excuse for if I'm really slow at the track because I used to go to the gym on a Monday and yeah. then if I was bad at the track, I'd be like, oh, it's just dance from yesterday's gym, <laughs> which is probably really bad and there's no need to make excuses and I'd probably run better if I didn't, but...
1: So you come down in your experience <laughs> on the favourable side of doing some lessons,
3: Yeah, I think, like... I don't find it fun to go to a, the okay. gym, yeah. but I think, like, you know that it's good for injury prevention, yeah. generally.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's just interesting because, obviously, Instagram seems to be throwing... I mean, it could be just what's on my, like, feed, <laughs> but throwing a lot of SNC out there. And I just think sometimes for, like, people who aren't full-time athletes, it becomes a bit of a minefield, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, it's definitely... It shouldn't be, but it's the first thing that I lose when I'm yeah. busy. So, this year's been great because I've had more time, so I have been able to do SNC twice a week, kind of yeah. fine. But I know last year I was definitely not. And it is, if I'm a busier on holiday, I'll always find time for running, but see, yeah. often not. <laughs> running pastries, <Yeah. laughs> getting a tan, yeah. <laughs> sleeping. Scrolling through Instagram, then maybe some s
1: yeah, fair enough. Okay. My my mate Josh is like, oh, you never ask people what their average training week looks like. And I'm like, I could do, Josh. I could ask you for
3: it.
1: <laughs> yeah, do that one. Are you like, so you say your, your mileage was quite low a while back. Have you ramped it yeah. up?
3: Yeah, it's definitely more than I used to. Um, I'm probably, I don't know, running Connect eight-ish hours a week yeah I'd say uh, but then I get at least I definitely used to when I was younger but I do get laughed at how slow I do a lot of my running yeah so eight nine hours a week yeah to some people could probably be like 60 70 miles for but yeah. it's definitely not for me um I just like going for little ploddy runs with friends.
1: But coming back to what I was asking earlier in terms of things that keep you fit, do you think ploddy runs with yeah. friends is on that list? I think definitely. Yeah.
3: stops you getting injured anywhere near as much. Not just and hammering every single run. Yeah.
1: That's surely really good for you.
3: Yeah. And I think also <laughs> it's like such a big part of your social life if you can run and that's like a nice catch-up. But if you're yeah. hammering it, it's not going to be a nice little catch-up with friends. It's no. going to be a... Experience. <laughs> okay,
1: and then is it like you do the track on a Tuesday? Yeah. Do you then go off and do a Eve Eve's own <laughs> made up session like later in the week.
3: Yeah, I know. I Do yeah, track. Uh, I do a couple of gym sessions a week, um, a hill session a week, which quite often I can drag a friend in to join me. Yeah. No friend join me on my win lose win win lose win, but normally I can find someone who'll come with. Yeah, they've lost out there, <laughs> they, they? really have, their loss. they're lost. And then normally, like, long run at the weekend. Yeah. If it's racing, I'd only do one session. Okay. I quite like a track session the same week as a race.
1: Are yeah. you heading out to Hallinshire around the Lady Bower Loop? i Or I've are you not, doing something no. else?
3: I've never joined. The issue with the Lady Bower Loop is it's very flat. Uh-huh. And I think if you're driving out to the peaks, I'd rather run up and over the hills rather yeah. than around That's the flat. lake. Yeah. yeah. I think it's definitely got better. I think it used to be a very much quite a fast, yeah. long run, whereas I think now there is a nice group of women who go out... Pod and chat. Pod and chat. But I'd still rather run on the hills. Yeah. And also at the moment, spending all my weekends... Wrecking. wrecking <laughs> or off in the lakes, so...
1: Yeah. It is, isn't it? You There's a lot of weekends away. If Like Sheffield, like we were saying, is great for it. Yeah. Like, but when you started to do some of the lakes races and that, you... You get to know the old uh, M6 a little bit, don't you?
3: Snakes pass, best yeah. friends. <laughs> when it's shut. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. So that's a bit about you now, a bit about you before. Where else actually is Eden Runners based? Because when I first heard it, I thought, oh, no, she's Cornish. It's down
3: with
1: <laughs> the Eden Project. Like, what now? No, Eden
3: <laughs> Runners are based out of Penrith in Cumbria, yep. which is like... North.
1: And that's Eden Valley as well. Eden it?
3: Valley, it is indeed. So I'm just I'm just outside of Penrith, kind of on the northern side of Penrith.
1: I think you did. The first time I saw your name would have been at I did Lauver. Yes,
3: yes. Yeah.
1: Did you win that?
3: Yes. Yeah,
1: that's why I knew your name.
3: That'll be it. Yeah, that's so that's like twenty minutes from where I live. But yeah. I went to school in Penrith. Um Eden yeah. when as Juniors was like based out of where I went to school. Um, okay. A little village called Armthwaite, which no one's ever heard of. No, not me. No, <laughs> I'd be surprised.
1: Armthwaite, we'll get it out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that was quite a fun little fell race as well.
3: Oh, yeah, because I did it, I think, just after. Have I done it twice or once? I think I've only done it once. No, twice.
1: If you win, win a race, do you go back or do you just leave it to history?
3: It depends how fun the race is. Okay, yeah, that's a fair. Answer. I must have done it twice because. Then, like the third year, I was like, "Do I go back? Because if I now win it again, that'll be a thing <laughs> that I then have to go Absolutely. back and win it." But I think it end up clashing with another race or something. Um, yeah, you were saved. It was saved. Yeah, I, it would depend on the funness of the race rather than yeah winning. I'd say
1: okay. And then you're a bit sad you missed out on trials this year. Were you saying?
3: Yeah, just kind of because they off they have a England athletes are really good in that. When they do the GB trials, yeah. if there's any under-23s who don't make the team, but yeah. kind of run quite well, they take them out to one of the World Cup races. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to do that last year in the year four, which is just so much fun. So I missed out on that this year. Uh, okay. um, I think the team's going out to Portugal the same weekend as the British Champs. Um, so at least Silver Linings can go to the British Champs instead. Yeah. But okay. Bit of a shame.
1: You'll have designs to get back into that at a later time.
3: One day, <laughs> when I'm good enough for the seniors. Yeah,
1: yeah, they did pretty well, didn't they, last week? That was some good stuff to yeah,
3: watch Yeah, such good fun to watch. And
1: I think coming back to what you were saying even further back between like cross-country and fell running, is that I was just thinking, all those people have gone to Austria, even if like you had a shit race, what a lovely week, I bet you had, yeah. and like just the experience of running up some of those hills which just looked like mental wouldn't have liked the road race for the mountain classic that was a bit unfair
3: yeah was yeah yeah but i do feel (laughs) like a lot of the mountain races are if you've come from a far-running background a lot of the mountain races can seem quite like not technical in comparison but i think i quite like because i think compared to a lot of far-runners i'm maybe a bit Faster, so I don't yep. mind the okay. less technical stuff. So,
1: then if you've done Tiger's Trail at Totley, no. that one will suit you nicely.
3: Add that to the list. Add
1: that one to the list. It's got a nice road downhill descent to chew your legs up on. Them. But it could nice. be good. Yeah, could be good for you. When's that
3: one?
1: That is in April, so you've missed it uh, this year. Um, you've got Blackamoor coming. See, I, I've messed up I wanted to do all the Totley races yeah. and all the champs I thought what a perfect like double header but I'm going to be away for the exterminator now which means I can't do the whole Totley champs that's another nice race as well I think
3: I've been through all the races and I don't think I can do any more of the Totley champ races oh, so I won't get any more strawberries so no more that makes strawberries. me really sad yeah the
1: best thing is to join Totley because then <laughs> you get the full fruit box so if you get first totley i had like a week's work with fruit not just strawberries i didn't get a free massage though yeah so frozen cons just getting it out there if anyone's (laughs) looking for another club you can win a fruit box if you do your local race and you win okay so yeah so that was dudden dudden was good there's a lot going on in your life in terms of studying medicine and you you have to go back to normal medicine yeah sadly
3: No more trips around the world. So that
1: keeps you in Sheffield for another...
3: Two years after this year, yeah. And
1: then you could be anywhere after that?
3: Yes. Okay.
1: Anywhere that will fit around your running plans?
3: Obviously. (laughs) But
1: then again, it probably will be if you're going to follow the expedition medicine. Does that mean... Does that work then as you would work locally as a doctor and then you'd fly off to do these expeditions? Yeah, So, so... like a total...
3: At the moment it's not an official recognised speciality, so you train in something else. Most people who do that kind of do either emergency medicine yeah. or GP yeah. or anaesthetics. Okay. Um, because also it's not it's kind of something you do for fun. They don't it's not really a paid thing as much. I think yeah. you can make money out of it, but a lot of that's kinda of like ethically yeah. is it okay? Um, so yeah you work just a normal job and then you go off and do that in your free time for fun
1: cool a life um, on the hills basically
3: yeah
1: all planned <laughs> nice okay and then you've got the rest of the champs coming up you doing all right aren't you i try to think was there anything else that we planned to talk about we've heard all about your training <laughs> have you got yourself any more monster sessions that you planned
3: oh no no, no, no. <laughs> We've finished with the long race, so it's fine. <laughs> okay.
1: And, yeah, well, if I was to bring it to the crucial questions, which I know you've been preparing for, if you could take one fail-running legend for tea, who would it be and what would you have for your tea?
3: Well, when I started foul running the two women who were always, like, at the front, who I was like, kind of idolise were Sharon Taylor and Vic Wilkinson because yeah. they're just so rapid so I think it would have to be those two you can, take them both. Just, can I have them both thank you that's nice yeah I just because like, Vic's just been the top of the game for so long like yeah it's just mad so impressive and then Sharon was just always the one who won like every single race that I did when I first started running so I was like she's oh, who I want to be faster than one day yeah don't think that'll ever happen because she seems to just keep going, but you never know. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then is this like a post run meal or is this just a general oh, meal? Could
1: be any
3: because post run,
1: yeah,
3: I get laughed at, but quite often there's nothing more that I want immediately after run than like a good jacket potato, okay.
1: With
3: I'm not fussed as to whether it's veggie chili or baked beans, uh-huh. happy with either, yeah. Um, but then also it's really basic, but you can't go wrong with a pizza, I feel like everyone says it because it is the best yeah so I go for like a good pizza
1: is that a sort of one of these new more modern flat-based Italian ones or is it like a greasy deep pan
3: oh no it's a proper pizza oven stone-baked sourdough okay. fancy <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had the pizza from Napoli Centro in Sheffield I'm Not no. oh, top tier okay. I get that exact pizza
1: yeah so get them. yeah I mean I haven't Actually, got a location for this restaurant yet? But yeah, we could. I'm sure they could deliver there, so that should be a problem. And if you had to have a theme tune for yourself at the fellow running champs to come out to, what would that be?
3: We talk. <laughs> so Matt was laughing because my like hype up soundtrack yeah. is basically like musical songs yeah. which isn't very cool to have playing it's not about when you come, when you come out so like to get me hyped up for a race i either need a bit of like the malamere playlist <laughs> or a bit of moana something like that it's so not mamalia, very... Is
1: that like the winner takes it all?
3: <laughs> well that's what I said, I was like that's probably a bit big headed to be playing like the winner takes no, it all On well. the start line, Hemting <laughs> <home laughs> fate a little bit <laughs> <laughs> well, What else is
1: going to be like appropriate for money from that?
3: <laughs> now you mention it, it's either that or like you're looking very disheartened at, Like one of the depressing ones, like you've lost everything <laughs> So actually yeah I'll go for the winner takes it all, nice. I'll just own it
1: Yeah Pierce Brosnan doesn't sing in that one, does he?
3: No, we're all good. Oh, that's the best <laughs> bit of the film. Um, <laughs> okay,
1: yeah, so Matt was trying to be cool then with Thunderstruck, was he?
3: Yes, right, so secretly he also listens to Albert before it. He doesn't <laughs> actually. We were trying to think, because he said my name wrong when he came on it, so yeah. we were like, what can I say to embarrass him?
1: Is that the best that he listens to ABBA before races? <laughs> Which isn't
3: even true, but <laughs> let's go with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well, on that bombshell. <laughs> yeah, wicked. Well, good luck with Expedition Medicine. Thank you. Good luck with your dissertation. Thanks. I hope you find that something exciting and interesting about anti inflammatories. Good luck with your future in running, and I hope you get in the senior. GB and England teams, I'm sure it's a possibility if you keep running well and obviously keep coaching yourself to <laughs> some, maybe check in with, you, with your guru every now and then. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, really nice having you on, Eve. Thank you very I hope much. that hasn't uh, felt too long and painful. And, um, yeah, I'll see you at a few more races. Yeah,
4: definitely. What a lovely interview that was. Now for some roaming reporting with Nick Barber.
5: Charlie's it's Nick here. Just at the top of one scar on the Duddon. Beautiful weather. Can see for miles. Uh, front end of the men's field are chasing down the short races, So we had uh, Billy Cartwright and the Brennan Townsend coming through. They were moving, they were uh, moving well together. Um, odds on, I'd say if Billy can stick with Brennan, up over to Cole, Billy will ditch him on the descent. Uh, that's uh, a top tip. And then there's a couple of minutes back to Ben Rothery, who was uh, moving quite well. And probably three minutes back to Dan Howarth, who was about 30 seconds. Ahead of Finkland. Um, Dan looked like he was maybe struggling a bit, but then Dan always looks like he's struggling. And that boy can suffer. So, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of a gap now to the rest. So, just uh, up here, some bathing, and uh, I'll try and let you know what the women are up to when they
4: come through. Thank you, Nick Barber. Your content is fantastic. Quite the report. However, I did notice that you didn't say anything about how wonderful Brennan Townshend's quadriceps are. It does sound a little on the windy side out there. Do you have any more to report?
5: Hi Charlie, it's me again, handing out water, trying not to get sunburnt, although the water's mainly backwashed by this point. So the top five women have been through. Uh, We had Fick Wilkinson come through, probably around 30th or so overall, I don't, I don't know, I wasn't counting, um, and then a the minute behind her was uh, Nicola Jackson, so that's, yeah, that's pretty pretty close, really strong, really focused, uh, Nick didn't take any water either, so yeah, focus there, I think it's just interesting to see how that plays out over core, but I know that chasing me down uh, on the last descent, uh, and then we had pretty much a 10 minute gap to Emily Cowper Coles in 3rd, uh she was very really pleased for a bit of water um and then about three minutes behind her there was uh, rose mother i think from york Navesmeyer. Uh and then a little minute also back from her was Antonia fan from ambleside in fifth place so uh, there are your top five women through Walner scar on the teams keswick were packing they had the first they're their fifth bloke through in about 14th place uh ambleside a team out well you know it's within shooting distance of them so they were five in uh probably about the top 20 or so maybe a bit outside there and then sort of sporadic What helm helm were packing sort of their, their three markers were probably sort of in in, in the 30s so they were packing in right there. that's what the teams teams were looking like at warner scar for the men at least
4: thank you again nick great to know who is packing And you gave us a good idea how those rapid women led the race. Your reporting really is first class. If anyone else ever fancies being a roaming reporter, please get in touch. I cannot guarantee you will get a theme tune as good as Mr. Barber's, though. Now back to Charlie with the results.
2: And first of all, we have the women's results with Eve's fell running legend, Victoria Wilkinson, taking first overall followed by Nicola Jackson and then Emily Cowper-Coles. The men's quite rightly tipped by Nick Barber was first Billy Cartwright, in second Brennan Townshend, in third Ben Rothery. On to the women's under 23s first was Eve Pannoni second was Alexandra Whittaker and third was Finty Royal in the men's under 23s first was Finley Grant second was Ben Sharrock and the third was Jack Walton in the women's Forty category, first was Vic Wilkinson, second was Anna Lupton, and third was Mel Price. In the men's the forties, first was Steve Hebblethwaite of Kedgick, second was Robert Jeb, and third was Ollie Johnson. In the women's the fifties, first was. Mel Price, second was Sarah Hodgson, third was Bianca 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 Dyer. In the men's V50s, first was Gavin Mulholland, second was Kenny Richmond, third was Paul Neald. In the women's V55s, First was Sarah Hodgson, second was Rowena Brown, third was Deborah Gowans in the Men's 55s. First was John Hunt, second was Steve Birkinshaw and third was Andrew Schofield in the women's 60s. First was Rowena Brown, second was Jane Croson and third was Jane Meek's in the men's 60s first was Tony Bolton oh sorry that was Michael second was Philip Pearson and third was Steve Rhodes in the women's the 70s there was one winner that was Wendy Dodds in the men's v 70s there was also one winner one man Simon Brearley in the I think that is everybody I won't go through the short I'm afraid but I did almost keep clicking on it as I was trying to get the results um but yeah some great racing out there and a special mention to the preview guest who was fantastic to have on and ran a very strong race in 28th, Josh Hartley, Black Runners thanks for coming on the podcast Josh and well ran well there is only one thing left and as copyright law wouldn't allow the Mama M.A. soundtrack here is the next best thing
0: don't want to talk about things that we've gone through though it's hurting me now it's history i played all my cards and that's what you've done too nothing more to say no more ace play. The winner takes it all, the loser standing small. Beside the victory, that's her destiny. I was in your arms, thinking I belonged there. I figured it made sense. Building me a fence, building me a home. Thinking I'd be strong then, but I was a fool, playing by the rules. The gods may throw a dice, their minds as cold as ice. And someone way down here loses someone, dear. The winner takes it all, the loser has to fall. It's simple and it's plain, why should I complain? Tell me, does he kiss? Like I used to kiss you Does he feel the same When he calls your name Somewhere deep inside You must know I miss you But what can I say Rules must be obeyed The judges will decide The likes of me abide, spectators of the show, always staying low. The game is on again, a lover or a friend, a big thing or a small. The winner takes it all, I don't want to talk. If it makes you feel bad And I understand You've come to shake my hand I apologise If I made you feel bad Seeing me so tense No self-confidence But you see The winner takes it all The winner takes it
5: all That was the podcast
2: We talked about running We talked about other things too Thank you for joining We hope you enjoyed it Bye. Sorry.